Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day 20 of season 93. Our first question gives a recipe for a cocktail and asks us its name, noting that it's named after about a three-inch bore diameter field artillery gun. Uh, I'm lousy at drink names and recipes and the like. Uh, I tried to come at this from the, okay, what's a cannon that was used during World War One, And all I could come up with was Big Bertha. <laughs> so that's what I went with, the Big Bertha. Sure. Yeah, for my part, I did not know this one, and I went through a couple of what I thought might be possibilities. Um, I considered the Bellini because I know that's a champagne-based cocktail, but I was pretty sure that it has some sort of peach flavor in it, um, and so I, I kind of wrote that one off. Uh, I thought about a Negroni, but I was like, I don't really know what's in that one. Um, and of course, those both sound very Italian. This question is full of French words that are italicized to try to you know, emphasize them to us. Um, because normally, I don't think anyone would trouble to italicize champagne as a foreign <laughs> word. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of made its way into English as that particular um, type of wine. So I knew it was something about the fact that it was French and that it you know, something that comes from French. And finally, I thought, I think there's a, I think there's a cocktail called a grenadier. Um, and I know there's like a, a liqueur or a syrup or something called grenadine that is uh, pomegranate. But I thought, you know, a grenadier sounds like grenade, sounds like something that could be artillery that's launched. I know that grenades are typically thrown, but I thought, you know, there are grenade launchers too, I think. Um, and so I thought, yeah, sounds like a cocktail, sounds like, um, you know, a weapon as well. So I put down Grenadier, and sounded French, too, for that matter. Mm -hmm. uh, this was the French 75. Yes, or the Soixante Quince, mm. This I'm was pronouncing a, that at all This right. was a Jeopardy answer within the last two weeks. Yeah, I think that we... I think it was a triple stumper for them, too. Entirely likely. I feel like it's been in a, a learned league either like the food and drink mini league or a cocktails one or something mm. like that too. I've, I know I've seen it around. It's, it's not my first time hearing the name, but it's not something I have committed to memory at all. Okay. Except maybe now I do. <laughs> <laughs> Question two asks us who succeeded Yasser Arafat as the head of the Palestinian national authority. So this is one that I know that I've heard and that I should know, but I don't. Um, and so I, you know, I just flipped through as many names of, uh, world leaders or people with Arabic names that I could think of because, um, I couldn't just grab onto it. Um, I knew I would recognize it as soon as I saw it and that was the case. Um, but I put down Fatah cause I just, that was a name that I'm sure I've heard in a Middle Eastern context. That's really all I got. I think that's a political party in Palestine. I think you might be right. Like the the opposition party to uh, the one that Arafat, the PLO, the I PLO. believe, or, or the political arm. Like it might be the Sinn Féin to the PLO. Okay. I, it, but yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a political party in Palestinian or Israeli politics. Okay. Um, this is Mahmoud Abbas. Mm -hmm. It's just a name that I remember. I, yeah, uh, I don't really would. study Palestine or Israel, I, but I just 
kind of mm-hmm. always remembered that Arafat and then Abbas. So I said Abbas. That was the correct answer. This was Abu Mazen, which mm-hmm. uh, is not a name I know I recognize as well. I assume it means the same person, of course. Yeah, but... I, I think it's a, a nickname or an alias or the like. Ah, okay. Like when I think he was. I don't, I don't recall whether he was kind of known as that because his identity was secret at some point or whether it's a mm. nickname or okay. something like that. But, yeah, same dude. Okay. Uh, question three asks us uh, for the type of muscle that a biceps is in contrast with the uh, muscle that pulls in the other direction, which are extensors. So I remember that uh, two types of muscles are adductors and abductors. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I figured, okay, maybe extensor is the, the opposite of that. And I tried to think of, okay, uh, is would would the adductor be the one that pulls, uh, or would, would that be the abductor? And I just kind of figured, okay, well, abduct means like to take. So I figured mm-hmm. maybe the abductor is the one that pulls inward and that pulls. Mm-hmm. So that, so I'll go with abductor. This one I relied on my memory of, um, like, sort of what's the opposite of extensor. Because um, there's, because I know that the adductor and abductor are the uh, inner and outer thigh muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not that I thought of that. I just, as you talked about, I remembered what those were. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was contractor. And I thought... I don't think, like, I don't think that sounds right to me. That's a little too like contractor, which is not the same. Um, you know, that clearly a word, but is kind of a, a homograph with a whole different uh, meaning. And so I thought, no, no, there's there's some other word that's the, you know, the opposite of the extensor. The extensor extends things. And so the opposite of that is the flexor. That's the one that you, you can flex a muscle or you can extend a muscle. Um and so that, as soon as it kind of uh, popped in for me, I thought, yep, this is the flexor with an O-R on the end. And that's what I put down. And that, that was correct. Whew. Abductor and adductor actually refers to an abductor pulls a limb toward the midline of the body. Okay. And an adductor pushes it away. Oh, okay. So, so you a, could hit, there are some of them elsewhere? Is, is not, yeah. Okay. Uh, the shoulder, uh, the deltoid is an abductor. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, but the, the, neither the biceps nor its, mm. uh, nor its, uh, complement are considered to be abductors or adductors. Okay. Question four asks us for the name of the, either the actor who was the title character in Tim Burton's first hit or a Flemish Baroque artist who has a very similar name. Yeah, this one was a really fun one to puzzle out, um, because I was like 1985 Tim Burton's first hit that that took me a minute to remember that he directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, and that kind of dovetailed very neatly. The star of that being Pee-wee Herman, a.k.a. Paul Rubens, um, which spelled R-E-U-B-E-N-S. And then, of course, Rubens is a very famous um, Flemish painter. I don't know if I could have told you if he was Baroque or not, um, but we had... Uh, prints of a couple of his sketches hanging up in the house growing up. Um, you know, just one of those artists that's that's famous enough to be a household name uh, to a certain extent. And um, so once I kind of 
made that connection. Like it, it took me a second to get away from like, no, no, Edward Scissorhands was way, you know, makes no sense and was much too late. Um, and so I, I finally kind of pulled my thoughts back to 1985, which you can imagine, of course, I was 12 years old watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure and with my cousins and we, we watched it many times and that is like uh, close to the perfect age to watch a movie like that. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Um, and so that I, I sort of had forgotten that Tim Burton had directed it. Um, I, you know, his, his output since then, like um, aligns with it, but it was, um, it was really Pee Wee Herman. Who's kind of like the breakout star of, of that and who kind of had the cultural, you know, name recognition associated with it. <clears throat> so, um, anyway, I put down Rubens, uh, with the spelling R-E-U-B-E-N-S, knowing that the artist is R-U-B. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, uh, was certain that his first hit was Edward Scissorhands. Oh, shucks. And I figured, well, I know I saw it in high school. I figured I, you know, 85 was just before I started high school. So maybe I just saw it later. Mm. That would make sense. Sure. Uh, so I figured this must be Depp and that the ah. Baroque artist would be, you know, Depp, D-E-P-P-E. Mm. And that, you know, the artist. Or Depp or yeah, something. And the actor's first name is the artist's middle name. So sure, it could be, you know, Johann John Depp. Sure. Uh, so that's what I went with was Depp. Mm. The correct answer was Rubens. Yeah, I... Pee-wee's Big Adventure is, like, the only Tim Burton movie that's not just so identifiably a Tim Burton movie in my head. Yeah, like even exactly. Like, even the Batman movies were I very much Batman Tim Burton too. movies. I thought, was this a Keaton, now that you mention it? Mm, no, no I, I, I knew that Batman was 1989. Yes, I remember that being later I, I as well. I very much remember seeing it many times uh, uh, in the town outside the summer camp that I worked that summer. Okay. Because it was the one thing that was playing in that town. <laughs> and on the weekends when the campers were gone, we would go into town and we would have have dinner at one of the two restaurants in that town. Mm. And then we would go see Batman. And we <laughs> saw it many, many, many times that summer. Sure. And it was absolutely worth every single one of those times. Well, of course. Good times. All right. Uh, question five asks us about a TV series that had an 11 series run, mostly in syndication, and that Entertainment Weekly once called the most popular television series in the history of the planet. This is Baywatch. I mean, is it, though? Yeah. It, I, <laughs> I remember that story when it came out mm. in Entertainment Weekly. Sure. Uh, and I remember being very amused by it because, yeah, by that time it was already a massive punchline. Right. Uh, especially when I, w I was in L.A. And, oh, yeah. you know, that, of course... It was a, a very L.A. show, but at the same time, mm -hmm. very, uh, very much the butt of a lot of entertainment industry jokes. Yeah. So you know, even even that early in its in its run. Um, so, yeah, I just remembered that at some point, like it was it was this gigantic show. And I, mm -hmm. So I just kind of thought about it to to remember my the timing. Like, yeah, 1990s. All that that whole decade, ninety three. I was still in college. I think pretty sure I read that E Weekly, like the, the the next version of that story that I remember hearing about, like this really surprisingly globally popular U.S. show was CSI Miami, <laughs> and that was of course many years later. So I right. So I, I remembered that this was Baywatch. Okay, 
Yeah, this one uh, kind of perplexed me because that particular period of time is kind of a lost decade for me TV-wise in a certain way. Mm. Like, um, I, you know, I, I worked my way back to think, okay, that means this show started in 1991, which means back then the seasons of shows really started like in fall, mm. you know, pretty, pretty rigorously. Um, and so it would have started the fall that I went off to college, which I was not, you know, sitting around watching that much TV. I was being in college and doing college stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that like, there were a select few shows that, um, you know, I do recall watching, especially a little later in college, like, um, you know, when I got a boyfriend and, you know, um, he, you know, my then, uh, then boyfriend, later first husband, um, you know, got into things like the X-Files and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And so I thought about those, but I thought that's too early for them. Um, it's, you know, that's, that wouldn't have been this 11 year run. Also, um, those shows didn't last quite that many seasons. And so then I thought, well, what's a show that would be um, never won an Emmy award, never even been nominated for one um, and sort of like a guilty pleasure. So like I was kind of on the right track with the characteristics of it, but the name that finally came to mind um, and I, I didn't feel confident about this, um, but I thought married with children that is a show that was not going to get nominated for awards per se. Although I'm not even sure I'm right about that. Cause I feel like Christina Applegate maybe got nominated at one point or something. Oh. Anyway. Um, I just thought, yeah, that makes sense that this would be the show that everyone else is watching. Cause you're not watching it because it's, it's too lowbrow or something. Um, but it's very, very popular and not in an award-winning kind of critically acclaimed way. So I thought, Sure, that that sounds like about the right time frame. I'll go with Married with Children. It was Baywatch. Of course it was. Which at its peak was watched by more than a billion people a week. I believe it. Yeah. That was what we exported throughout the 90s. <laughs> Question six asks us for an American dance pioneer who founded a company with many other famous modern dancers and was the first dancer to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, so this is a person that I have probably read about in, a, you know, a historical context, by which I mean somewhat of a serious one, um, in the Smithsonian, let's say. Uh, but that is not good enough to help me remember that person's name when I need to recall it for purposes like this. So... What is the best way to remember female modern dancer names is to replay Robin Williams doing choreography in the birdcage because he mm -hmm. goes through mm -hmm. and he says Twyla Tharp, Twyla Tharp, and then, or, or maybe just Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Then he says Martha Graham, Martha Graham, and goes on to, I think maybe Fosse's in there. Of course, he's not a woman, but um, that is basically how I knew this question um, is, is I think that's really what popped it into my head. Cause I was like, initially I thought is that, like, I know, I know this one, 
it's not Twyla Tharp. I, I was able to keep that name to, to kind of shove that away from being the right answer because I knew it wasn't kind of the right time period for it. Um, like she was still, you know, this person would clearly have founded her school. Uh, if she founded it in 1926, then she was probably born in like 1900-ish at the latest, I'm guessing. Um, and so that's a person who is, you know, would not have been active on through the 90s and 2000s, which I think Twyla Tharp did, um, did, uh, moving out the Billy Joel jukebox musical. Like she did the choreography for that, I believe. So I was like, it's not her. Shove that name out of the way. Um, and then the name that popped into my head was Catherine Graham, but I'm like, no, that's the Washington Post lady. <laughs> um, but Graham was kind of like, yeah, Graham sounds right. And if I could pull the proper first name for it, then I would be fairly confident. And then Martha Graham popped into my head with that image of Robin Williams. And I'm like, that's the one I'm going to put down Graham. Uh, I tried to think of dance female dancers from, you know, a hundred years ago. And <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of dismiss some of the ones that I, that I knew from uh, closer in time. Twyla mm -hmm. Tharp being one of them. Sure. Uh, try to think, okay, was there an Ailey? I was like, no, that was Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey right. was a man. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I kind of cast back into history. I thought Maria Tallchief. Mm. I feel like she was more recent as well. And then I thought Isadora Duncan. Oh. Isadora Duncan, who about whom I know exactly one thing, and that is she died when the scarf she was wearing got tangled in the rear axle of the car she was in. Oh, God. And it was one of those old-timey cars mm. from, like, the 1920s. Sure. So, okay. Yeah, that... So she she was around in the twenties, probably maybe it was the thirties that she died, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it would make sense that she founded a school in nineteen twenty six. Did she get the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously? Entirely possible. <laughs> was, you know, uh, did she get the National Medal of Arts posthumously sixty years later, maybe fifty or forty years later? Sure. Okay. Uh, are are those things that are only given to living people? I have no idea. I don't. I, I don't believe so, but maybe they are. But I can't think of anybody else. So, yeah, we'll go with Duncan. Yeah. The correct answer was Martha Graham. Yeah, well done. Thank you. I, I'm impressed with my brain getting that one. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that if, if anything saves this wonderful three out of six day for me, <laughs> it might be that. Uh, although the fact that two of the ones I missed... Actually, all three of the ones I missed were in my strength areas, usually. Food and mm -hmm. drink. Uh, I don't know if you'd call... Uh, Abbas is probably more world history than current events in this context. Either one, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the um, uh, t TV is also one of my good categories. Yeah. So I might get some good points out of an art-slash-film question. Science I'm pretty good at, too, so maybe not that. Um and then Martha Graham is definitely a poll that I'm proud of today. Yeah, well done. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm going to get zero for the TV question, I'm sure. Uh, I might get a couple of points for the current events question just because, mm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm strong in that, but I'm stronger in film. So the fact that I missed that one will probably true, uh, true. probably be, be one of the ones. Okay. So, yeah. 
I'll probably get one point today, maybe two. Oof. Yeah. Tough one. Sometimes it happens. I'm just in, I'm in a slump. Yeah, I'm in a slump. It's, it's been a tough one. Maybe I think maybe the end of the school year, of course, is going to come and finally relieve all of our stresses just in time for the season to end. Yeah. The Monday after it. Yep. So. Yeah, well. We can hope. Tomorrow, <laughs> maybe tomorrow will be the upswing. So that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.